or, or, or something like that. I don't, can I articulate it? I'm not quite sure, but it's just this idea of getting still and being able to see your mind going and like doing all these crazy things. I, I don't think you can do it as well if you're running or you're cycling or you're swimming or something like that. Yes. Maybe I maybe I'm not gonna get rid of my the the chicken as the focus right now, but let's start crowding it out a little yeah. bit, you know. And then things just flow, and it's just like okay. And then now, like you, your your palate changes. You you you're like I don't even want this anymore. Like yeah. it's just this crazy transformation. Neutral, right? And just be neutral. Yeah. Like this is my body doing what I asked it to do. It's like my, my, my muscles are working, like blood's flowing and all this crazy stuff's happening, but it's neutral. But then I think the next step is to realize, hey, all my thoughts are neutral too. That was Alex Buell, and we're back this week to conclude our conversation. I hope you enjoyed part one. I mean, do you agree? This guy is so insightful, well-spoken, and on his way to doing great things in this world. If you're inspired, no matter what your age is, it's important to remember that it's never too late to achieve greatness in this life. We hear about it all the time, people changing their careers in later years, achieving a long-envisioned athletic goal, or finding love. It's never too late to start our life or day over. It's a mindset. It's realizing that you have a choice, and it's being able to better understand the absolute craziness of the mind. And Alex and I talk about this in part two. Plus, Alex shares his take on why physical activity may not be meditation, and why a sitting practice is key to preventing the world from falling down around him, when life goes awry. He recounts an athletic debacle born from an over-insistence to stick to his ways, learning that even mindfulness and clean plant-based eating can backfire if we're not willing to be flexible. Along those lines, Alex addresses the importance of being open around changing behavior patterns and that when it all boils down to it, our health and happiness is truly up to us. As a physician, he inspires to guide, not demand from his patients so that they can make long-lasting lifestyle choices that will be for the good of all. Before we jump into my chat with Alex, I want to remind you to get to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps so much, and if this podcast is helping you with your health, your headspace, or just a friendly companion for your daily commute, please consider giving back by leaving a review for us. Plus, you're going to be entered to win a free pair of UFOs Recovery Sandals. Check out the show notes for this episode for all the details. These shoes are the bomb, comfy, corrective, and complimentary as they have different styles and colors to choose from. You will not want to take these bad boys off. In fact, I guarantee you will forget because they are so comfortable, it's like you're not even wearing shoes. Get a preview at ufos.com on your way to iTunes. Thanks so much for your support, and without further delay, I give you part two of my chat with Alex Blue. feeling about it now are you feeling like you're gonna jump ship you feel like you're gonna go all in yeah so well my uh so i i don't know if he said it but i, I teach yoga we teach at the same studios and i like i have such a passion for yoga and i mm. i just i love teaching it's it, it's just like, i don't even know how to explain it it's just it's never it's not work mm-hmm. it's just me being up there and like yoga has changed my life so much and then I get up there and I can just share 
I don't know. It just it just feels so right. So I was like, oh my god, like that. I know I love yoga and I love teaching. Yeah. And then I had so med school. I'm like, like I commend anyone that wants to go to med school and go down the path because it requires you to be so like. There's almost like no t- nothing tangible in the goal. Like you're not. It's not like you're going. You're training for a race in six months or something. And like you get to the race and like, all right, here's all the work. And now I'm racing or something like that. Or it's like you have to go through all these steps and then just to just to start. Yeah. And then yeah. And, and then you don't even know. Like <laughs> it, there's just so much again that unknown thing. There's there's so much unknown. Like I don't like people are like you have to be like really sure if you want to go to school or like you have to like. This is what you're going to get into and you have to make like make your decision based off all this stuff. But I'm like, it's so hard to do that because I'm not experiencing in, in the job world. Like I can shadow. I did. I worked in an emergency room and I was with doctors and PAs and I saw how things work, but it's still not actually yeah. being there. So that was like, yeah. hu- that that is like a huge like leap of faith type of thing. Like, And it's like a huge leap of faith and moving into like a one pointed focus like where discipline is going to take on a whole new level okay now i'm like forget the medical school just do just do the colin campbell plant-based right nutrition. right just do that the um, training no but i mean there's it is like there you can be a game changer you're going to be a game changer no matter what because of what you're passionate about because this health and wellness um, is, it seems to me that that's, that's your path. Yeah. So you just need to keep, keep, keep getting quiet. Right. Keep getting quiet and the answers are going to come. And then, and losing the attachment to, I said I was going to do this, now I have to. Totally. Yeah. That's such a hard thing. That's a, that's a really good, put hard practice um, yep. to do. But yeah, so that's what was kind of going through my mind. I come home and... I had this, I talked, I had, I talked to Renee, one of the owners of um, Rhode Island Power Yoga, and uh, we had this, like, I don't know, like a two-hour conversation after class about, about what I was going through and talking to her, and, like, she has an awesome perspective on, A, teaching yoga, and, and, and being able to, for me, she's just so good at taking all the spiritual ideas and then making it real, like, yeah, like, I'm, like, right awesome. here, like, like all right, like yeah, like I'm a I'm a I'm a spiritual being having a human experience, but like I'm still I'm in the body right now. Like, right, I'm still like here. I gotta I gotta work with this body. Yeah. Right. So we had a great talk, and uh, essentially, which we kind of came to, and she kind of made me realize is that you know my yo- like yoga is always gonna be there. Like I'm like I'm a, I, I love teaching yoga. And I'm gonna do it, and just because I go to school. If, my decision is I'm going, by the way. Like, I am going to go. But just because I make that decision doesn't mean, oh, now yoga's gone. Like, right. like, like I'm, I'm, digging a, I'm digging a grave in the backyard and, it, and, it, and it, I'm burying it. I'm never right. going to be able to do it again. And, and that's not going to happen. And that was kind of part of, like, it's almost like this, not like maybe a fatalistic, like, decision. It's like my, my mind's like, Yeah, this, all right. like, all or nothing. Like, okay, if yeah. you do, if you take plan A, then you're not going to have plan B anymore. Right. But, you can you can do you can hit that one that says all of the above. Right. Right. You can. <laughs> and that and that the the scales just start to tilt a little bit, you know? And um that's the balance of life. Exactly. Keep the things that you're passionate about and the things that you love. Like don't every every day um 
keep creating momentum about those. I was talking to somebody yesterday, um, like even if it's a thought, like she, like this person was saying, well, I don't know what I love. I, I'm like, well, just keep looking for that. Right. Every single day, keep looking for notice everything that you're doing and what is it that you love. And then when you find and when you figure that out, it's not jumping overboard all into it at once, but every day doing something about that thing that you love, whether that's just a thought. Right. Right. So even if you're just kind of like journaling about yoga, like a day that you or, you know, a five minute practice or a 10 minute practice, like you know, between your studies, like you're still keeping the yoga or teaching one class a week or, you know, teaching some of your stressed out classmates, right? you know, and just being in service in that way. And now introducing this amazing healing practice to other doctors in the making, you know, like you don't have to wait to get out of school to start changing the game. Yeah, that's exactly right. Totally. I can do it right now yeah in it and like one like i can embody all the like the yoga i can literally live my yoga you know never ever will there be a time where we have anything more than right now right that's my understanding i I share the same understanding right so this this worry of what's going to happen or whatever i mean i think that's it's the true essence of yoga to to just live with just working with what you've got right now you know and not trying to run away from it and just you know the the conflicted feelings that you've had and just getting quiet we talk about that a lot just getting quiet and getting the space like you had talked about that that like the unknown having so much openness to it right yeah and that space that idea of space i've been working with it lately and I also another thing getting like getting quiet and for me like getting still like like honestly just sitting and my making my body still and when I do that it's so powerful it's just like my mind I mean I'll be like I'll resist it and then like the merry-go-round thoughts will go but then you just get this clarity that's just like oh wow okay I'm here right yeah. now it's like I'm in this room we're talking to the yeah. into these microphones and that's what's going on right now. That's what's going on right now. Exactly. And then and when you get still too, like you open, like I had this um, really cool vision in my, um, in my meditation before you came over and it was, I was, you know, it, the thing about it is like, once you realize you're having this amazing vision or whatever, then you've lost it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you're like, oh no, I want it back. I want it back. And you're like, oh, it's like the moment you realize that you're present or the moment you realize you're me- actually meditating, you're not meditating anymore. Right. It's such a bummer. Right. But um, I had this, just, just this like vision in my meditation today of us, we were on the highway and it was, it was like looking at it from my eyes and it was my car and I was sitting in the passenger seat and we were on the highway and there was these big green trees and a blue sky and it just felt really peaceful and, and very content. And so coming from a day where I've been feeling like from the moment I woke up, just feeling like this nagging fear Mm -hmm. and doubt about everything. Um, And then just like just constantly being at, at, at like at warfare today, all day, coming back to the moment, coming back to the moment, coming back to the moment, coming back to the moment is such, it's just like my ego, the ego is hassling me all day long. And to sit in that meditation and get still and have that quick little bit, I don't even know how long it was. It felt like forever. I bet it was a second. And just to get a little glimpse of, um, 
possibly what's going to be happening in the contentment of that. Yeah. It was such a simple vision, but it was like, yeah, it's all okay. Yeah, it's it's all it's wonderful. It's, yeah, it's all okay. Yeah. So, um you are um an athlete as well, and you just said something about um getting still and how that's so important. So, a lot of times um I hear from people that, um, well, running's my meditation or I go out on my bike and that's like my meditation, um, which is just the ego's excuse not to meditate, right? right. Because it's going to do everything possible not to get you to sit it's still. Every, everything. Every, like and when you're in that witness state, it's like, <laughs> wow, like that is actually a pretty good reason not to, like, oh. I'm like, it's like. Super convincing. So convincing. And and I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I came up with that. Yeah, like the best lawyer in the world. Best, the best lawyer. Constantly, constantly convincing you not to be present. Constantly convincing you to separate yourself from other people. Constantly convincing you not to meditate. When um, it's like meditation's it man it's it like people want to know like what's the secret yeah just sit down just sit (laughs) it's not that difficult i mean it is it's super difficult actually but um so do you have a perspective on that or has have has anybody ever said that to you because you meditate you have a practice Yeah. yeah um so you meditate you're an athlete um and i think we can both agree that yeah going out for a run like that can definitely take your mind off of things but can you articulate like a difference between um sitting a sitting practice and going out for a run or or why that might not be a meditation to go out and run sure yeah totally i it's a, it's a great it's a great point and i've had that thought myself when i was in college i i uh, i love running was just i loved it it was just so great to just get out there run and i mean the, i felt unbelievable but so first off like my working definition essentially of meditation is just like a way to to break the the constant thought cycle it's like we have this like thought that our habitual thinking every single day you wake up and it's always going it's always going and then at least what meditation is what at least my understanding is like you it's a way to just break that train like we do that by breathing we do that by by like a sensation like a uh like going to our body or something like that and um i think meditation has a ton of different forms but there's something about the sitting meditation that in my mind is different than say like a run or a bike or, or or something like that. I don't, can I articulate it? I'm not quite sure, but it's just this idea of getting still and being able to see your mind going and like doing all these crazy things. I, I don't think you can do it as well if you're running or you're cycling or you're swimming or something like that. And also like a big like red flag, like beeping, warning for me is like with my running it was like oh yeah this isn't a good meditation like this is i'm meditating like like there's times when i feel like expansive and like my thought train does stop for a little bit and i'm just like in a tra- on a trail or whatever but if i were to stop running like all of a sudden i just running like injury is a good like a really good good uh Oh, example. Injury is a great oh, example. So good, and I I, I could talk about that because I injured myself like a, a year and a half ago, and I went through this. But if you were to take running away, yeah, would you would your world come crashing down? 
Would you, would you still would, have that? Would you still, right. Would, have that meditation? Would you still, and I want to not, like nine out of 10, 99% maybe. I would say no. You, it's like, you, it's, there is an attachment to the running. There is an attachment to the biking. There's an attachment to all these different things, um, which isn't really a meditation then because you're attached to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. Um, you know, I, I think that we did a whole episode on injury and mindfulness and BJ talks about the injury that he had a couple years ago where he really injured his back and, um, and realized that he like was literally defining his existence through triathlon. I mean, I've never seen him. He was so, he was so low. Yeah. (laughs) He was so low. And, um, and I just let him be there and, um, and, and just pray and meditated, meditated my face off and just literally prayed that he would find the strength to crawl out that, that, that and prayed that that was his path, that he was going to climb back up. Right. And he did in such an amazing way. And now he's more dedicated than ever to his meditation. And, um, but that attachment to, um, and we kind of talked about it, like the attachment to the plan, the attachment to the furniture, but the attachment to who we think we are in this world and the running. And I think injuries are some of the greatest gifts Mm. because, um, uh, because when they're taken away, you get a really good look at what you are without that. And I think that in a sense, um, there's a similarity there with injury um, in meditation because when you sit in a, in a still practice, um, you get a really good look at what's going on. You get a really good look. You get a really good look. If, if you've been hiding something from yourself, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be no more hiding. Like it, you're going to see it and it's, um, it's going to be uncomfortable. Right. And you can, and to go back to like the running or the biking, that you can get away from whatever you're hiding. Like you can like you can hide from it in that. Like running, you feel so I mean there's so much going on in your body, like so much like you're releasing endorphins, you're you're like relax you're gonna relax your body and you're you're gonna feel amazing, but which is amazing and good. Right. We it's love all, we, we love like, right. clearly. It's it's great, but <laughs> you're not uh necessarily facing what you need to face. No, and I had a um I had a really cool experience. Um so it's it's so cool to watch BJ coach now, which is like his passion. He's such he's such an amazing coach. Um and um because he's bringing in this yogi piece, you know, mm. and he's really like he like people, he's got some athletes that are attached to like their numbers and their hardware and their technology and all of that, which is fine. Like that's fine that you've got all that stuff, but then he'll have them, he'll have them do workouts just on feel, right? Because you can't like what happened. I mean, cause he's had like, he's gone out and I mean, this guy's trying going for Kona, right? And he's goes out and does an Ironman and like his bike computer doesn't work and his heart, like, I think it was like the last one, like his heart rate monitor died. And he was like, if I was attached to those things, that would have ruined my day. But yeah. he was fine. He was like, I know this because I go on feel so much that I know this. So he has them do that. And um, and he gets um, he often gets from his athletes that taking rest days are really tough, that taper is really, really tough. And um, 
this has not been something that's been tough for me. Like, I love taper. I love recovery. <laughs> I really do. I yeah. love it all. I love the discipline. I was actually just saying I'm taking a year off from racing this year. I just want to get back in the gym. But I said to BJ the other day, like, I'm really missing, like, that five-hour ride, yeah. like, on a hot day yeah. and just, like, and going out for a hard run after. Like, I'm, I'm missing that. But that's okay because that's going to come with time. But I, so I had this experience. So right now what I'm doing is I'm doing really short workouts. I'm still swimming, biking, running. I'm in the gym three times a week, but I'm going for like strength and speed. So I was having a day, it was probably about a month ago where I was feeling similar to today, like just feeling doubt. Um, I had spent some time with some folks that were really projecting a lot of fear um, about what we're doing. And so what happens when you're around that vibration, it leaves, the way my teacher describes it to me is that it leaves an impression on you. And then you basically have, you're like a, you're like a garbage can, like you have to deal with it now. Mm. And so I was kind of dealing with it the next day because it got in me. And um, I had to do this run and I had to do eight repeats up a hill, like a minute, super hard. And so, and then walk back down. So it was a quick half hour run. So I went out, you know, like ugh, just carrying the weight of this negativity from these interactions that I had. And, um, and I did the first minute and I ran hard and then I stopped and I walked back down and, you know, and then it was like there again. And then I did it again and went hard up for a minute and then walked back down and then it was there again. And I was realizing that it wasn't there when I was running really hard up the hill. Hmm. But it came back as soon as I stopped and walked in, then I had to deal with it. Right. Mm. So I'm like nullifying, nullifying, nullifying. And like I came back and I said to BJ, I'm like, I get it. Like I get it. I get what these athletes are saying. Like, because when you're when you're in it and you're like I was doing a hard effort, um, and I'm not saying it's just hard efforts, but for me that experience was like I experienced what I've heard for so long that going out there and running can be a meditation because it clears your head. But the fact was, it's like I had nothing, no other choice but to focus on like that breath or that foot strike because I was running so hard up the hill. Like it took everything away. Right. It took everything away, but not in the sense where I, I dealt with it. Right, right. It just took it away because the endorphins were coming in and my body was feeling strong. But as soon as I stopped and walked back down the hill, it all it all dumped back in. Mm -hmm. And so it was such a cool experience. And because for uh, for no other reason than I feel like I have more compassion now um, that it's not just a, well, just take the day off. You know, what's the problem? Just Because right. that's not helpful. And one of the things that I love about the way we are trained in yoga um, that, you know, Philip and Renee, you had mentioned Renee before and Stacy, um, that they hammer home like the, the how mm. and the mm. why and all of that stuff. And so like, I get it. I understand now and I understand why it happens. And I understand why a sitting practice is so important because um, you can go out and run and feel like you're in a meditative state. And maybe that is a moving meditation. I'm not going to argue with that. But there's nothing that is more productive than that sitting meditation because that's where you're going to feel it all. And that's yeah. your opportunity to heal it. Right, right. Everything else is just like pushing it away for another time. Yeah, and pushing it away for another time. That, um, that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work at all. I, di I did that for about 30 I don't know, eight years or yeah. something like that. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think it's really important. And as an athlete, 
can you speak to like um how maybe the importance or not important i don't know of meditation to athletics like as far as like your headspace in an injury or your headspace in a race yeah totally yeah well so i think what meditation really does for me is it's like you i I guess i could you could say it grounds like i'm grounded like when i sit or i'm grounded in something that's like when you're just present sitting breathing then you're like okay this there's like so much there's there's space here like my mind not isn't going crazy like i don't have like or it is but i like i'm able to see all these goals i'm able to see all these aspirations that i have and instead of latching onto them and making my identity this goal or my identity this aspiration i'm able to see like okay wait this is okay this is real like i want these things but is it me no it's not me. It's not Alex. Well, it is the personality. Could we could argue that it is like my per- Alex Buell. Who I call Alex Buell, the voice inside of my head. Like right. that is me, I guess. <laughs> but my meditation allows me to say, okay, wait, no, there's something. I'm bigger than that little voice. There's a space. There's a we call it the higher self or God. And there's so many different, like so many different words, and it's all leading to the same idea. So w- with that grounding. When you go out, when I go out, um, I, I, currently I'm still injured. Like my knee is still injured. I I can I can't run. I can bike. I can swim. I can I can do my yoga practice. But with the grounding, you go out and you do a you you, you do a workout. And if I get injured in the workout, or, or I, I'm not going as hard as I want, or whatever, it's not what the expectation that I want. It's the whole world doesn't come crashing down. Right. I'm not like going home and then being like a like an upset mess or like the whole like the whole day just becomes like murky and like no it's like wait like the goal isn't necessarily to race an iron man like the the ultimate goal like maybe right now in this life in the present moment that's like i want to go and train or something like that yeah but with the grounding practice you can go through the speed bumps in life because we all have them like there is never going to be perfect every single second you go through and you're like wait okay this isn't the end of the world right and i think it goes back to that whole planning like that right. we have this plan you know and i think that's where athletes get really messed up is um messed up in like just really get into a mess with themselves is like but i'm planning to do this race in five weeks and i'm injured and it's like Okay, you're planning to do that race, but you might not do that race. And it's this attachment to it. Last year, uh, I was training for um, Patriot Half Ironman in Massachusetts. I hadn't done it. I, I, so my little, really quick background, I raced. Um, I was on the cycling team in college, so I raced all four years there. So my primary focus was biking. I did sprint triathlons like here and there in the summer. Uh, but then I graduated, so the team, I was not on a team anymore for biking. I had I was working um, full time job, but I also had so much time where I could actually train for half Ironman. So I was like, sign up, doing it, I'm ready. Yeah, like it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Like yeah. here we go. So I'm, uh, you know, I I have like I like make a training plan by myself. I, I just really like. Just as long as I had like an, like if I I know for my my own like training if I don't like write down like a specific um, like training plan for a day 
and I just go out for a ride. I'm like, oh, it's it, I'm not gonna get where like where I want to go. I'm not gonna really like improve. I'm not necessarily gonna. I need some type of structure, some type yeah. of plan. Yeah, I like to just look at. That's what I always I've always had a coach because I just like to look at it and not have to think. I just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying that. Just look at it and do yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, so I have a plan. I'm like, um, it's in the winter. I was in, it was in the winter, so I was running on a treadmill. And I was messing with my running form because my my run is like my definitely my hardest, the hardest out of the three. Um, but yeah, so I was messing with my form. I was feeling really good. Like I was running fast on the treadmill. Like in retrospect, like I came in way too hot. Like I was going like mm. I was like I started. I was feeling good. And then I just amped it up like too fast. Mm. Anyways, I'm gonna try on this treadmill and I, I do something and I just, like this this crazy pain in my right knee and I was like, uh oh. This isn't good. Uh. Like this is not good. So I stopped and I'm like walking around for like a week and like I could like I was limping, like barely walk. Um I end up going to doctors and I have like IT band tendonitis, like really bad IT band tendonitis on my right leg. And now that I like really, really like focus on like my t-bands on both my legs are just so damn tight mm. so that was well, like and you were a cyclist yeah so yeah so cyclists the, the whole thing with cyclists is that you never get that full extension of your legs. cyclists are so prone to it yeah. and problems because you never get that full extension so you're constantly because you constantly have a bend in your knee and you're going hard you're constantly shortening that band which is like thick super strong collagenous material right like that's yeah, and once that gets super tight, and once you start getting inflammation in there, it's, it's very so hard. hard. I still have it to this day, Ugh. and that's another another topic of conversation. That's right, but um, <laughs> we'll get you. You we'll get you running again. We'll do an Iron, I'll do an Ironman with you someday. All right, yeah, that sounds good. Keep to the me. dream alive. <laughs> but yeah, so like I couldn't run. It was like I would go out for after the initial inflammation went down. I'd go out for a run and I'd get to like the um, one mile mark and. Mm-mm. like my leg was just like no you as much as you want to run you yeah. cannot do it like excruciating pain like so i i had to i just ended up doing the swim and the bike and the and the iron man the half iron man but i get there on, on race day and i'm already like getting going and i go get in the water and do the swim and I probably drank like so much of that lake water or whatever. I don't know if it was a lake or something, but I was just, I drank so much of the lake water and I get out and I'm on my bike and all I have, like, this is like pretty, like I'm pretty, I'm like slightly new to plant-based, like in terms of a training and like how I ride my bike and what I feel myself with on my bike and and running and whatnot. So I'm kind of new to this whole plant-based idea. And all I have with me is a water bottle with water and dates. Because <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I can just eat my dates and uh, it's whole foods and I don't need anything else. I'm fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've gone on like, I, at that point, I'd gone on like two long rides where I would just ate dates and I was fine, but I was like, yeah, right, e- it's easy different. Now. It's different. It's like this, right? It's yeah. weird. So, and like two long rides practicing nutrition is not, that's one thing BJ like hammers home with his athletes especially like first timers he's like you got you have got to be practicing your nutrition yeah you're not practicing your nutrition like you gotta train your gut right like right. Uh, it's a different story on race day you just don't know what's gonna happen not, not 
believe me, I had no idea what was about to happen. <laughs> so, so it's like, so it's a two lap course, and what, it's like twenty six miles roughly each lap, and I go around the first lap, and then like as soon as I start the second lap, both my legs cramp up. I swear to God, every muscle in my from my waist down just seizes Ooh. and it's like i'm like thinking to myself whoa like, you're like sugar's not sugar's not enough here no, no this isn't enough <laughs> like there's something wrong here and i was like just and i had like this i think this is like a typical spiritual idea or like when you get into the spiritual realm of like presence and all this stuff you're like oh i can just be present to this pain and right. i'm gonna keep riding through it and then all of a sudden i'm gonna be a olympic marathoner and or or like <laughs> Tour de France, but cyclists, you know, and you're like, this is where great things happen. This is where great things happen. Just keep going and be present to what's going on right now, and you'll work through it. But what I didn't realize was, right now my body was just so tapped. Like, I'm seizing on my bike. Like I could barely do a pedal stroke. People are like passing me by, and I'm like, this isn't looking good. Like this present thing isn't working. Like, come on, damn it, meditation. What's going on? <laughs> And then I get to a like a, a feed station where they have they have water, flat Coke, and Gatorade. And still, even though I'm I can't like I'm going like 15 miles an hour on my bike, like totally just gone. And I still was like, I'm not gonna drink that flat Coke, and I'm not gonna drink that Gatorade. Like oh this, it's not. It's not, that's not part of the plant-based diet. Like, I can't do it. And I, I grabbed the water and I still, like, I, I finished, like, the uh, the bike and I was just like, whoa. Yeah, I like, think you thought you were, like, doing the whole present moment thing, but maybe you weren't because you weren't taking, like, it was different from the fish story you told earlier. Like, that totally was totally different yeah. from the fish story. I was totally resisting everything. I was like, I need to, which is, again, where it's, like, to bring it back to the, like, plant-based eating, it's like... And actually, to bring it back to the fish story, sometimes, you know, in this moment, like, you have, like, I should have drank the Coke. Right. Oh, for sure you should Or I should have drank the Gatorade. Yeah. Like, oh, no, for sure. Like, probably both. And no, probably both. Right? I probably should have yeah, stopped. Yeah, if you weren't and, doing like, the run, you could have done the Coke, but definitely at least the Gatorade. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and that's, um, you know, it's, it's like when we have, like, when we get into these rules, and this is why... Um, I don't necessarily use the throw around the word vegan a lot because I feel like yeah. vegan's got um, it's got a lot that so goes along baggage. with it. It does, and believe me, like I am very much an, an advocate for animals. Absolutely, I uh, on a regular basis feel a lot of pain and suffering um, of what is happening with the animals in this in the world really because it's happening all over the place but especially here in america so make no mistake like very very passionate about that um and that's what happens when you become compassionate when you start to lift the veil and you start to internalize is that you feel the pain and it sucks it's so heavy but um but that's why we really use this idea of being plant-based because I feel like it's in, it's like it's inclusive and not exclusive, right? It's like you look at your plate, the foundation of your diet is plants and watch these like hard rules and, and lines, you know? I mean, I'm pretty much a devout, um, you know, plant-based person, but um, if if I needed to, I would. 
Right. And I would say a blessing and, um, you know, I would do what I would have to do. But, um, yeah, just watching the rules in everything that we do. And that goes back to like the roles of like, okay, I'm going to like go to medical school and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Like watch all these hard lines because they, they limit us. They put us in a cage box. It's like, Oh, I need to fit into this little yeah image yeah like watch like watch like everything in your house like i i equate it to like if we are sitting in the basket of an air balloon like what is it that's tethering that basket to the ground Mm. that's a good that's a really good metaphor like yeah like and like and everything that you can do like detach that doesn't mean that you can't have goals it doesn't mean that you can't have beautiful art it doesn't mean that you can't have beautiful clothes of course you can have those things it's the attachment that hmm. pulls you down, that limits you, that puts you in that cage, like, and sticks you in that box. And for me, I couldn't breathe in there anymore. I got to a point where there was just no room for breath. So there had to be a change. And I mean, that was yoga for me. Yeah. I think you're, you're touching on a really cool point, um, a really interesting point, uh, especially in terms of plant-based eating, where like, what I get all the time is like, I want to go and go to med school and I want to be this like, I mean, lack of a better way to put this conduit of information for people and saying like, hey, this is the best thing that you like scientifically proven like plants. Like if you focus your diet on plants, your the health, your health is going to like skyrocket. It's going to change. It's not going to go down. It's not going to go down. Correct. No. It's not going to go down. It's <laughs> it, it. There's a really, really good possibility that it's going to go up. But what people always tell me is like you're you're dealing with something that's like definitely on the realm of like religion and politics and all these like hot button issues for people it's like food is just like it's like oh yeah like it's like the entire world just like it's so emotional like you're saying it's like people get crazy about their food and again it's like the i'm paleo i'm this i'm that it's like oh my god yeah just look at what's being provided by the earth right and then, but, but, and my, I basically not my, right, my answer to that is we all in our life, we're all going to come to a tipping point or a point where enough is enough. And health is a big, easy one to think about. Like you go to the doctor and he's like, he or she is like, you need to go on this medication. You need to do that. You need to stop whatever. And, and people don't like to hear that. It's like, I'm not stopping anything. I'm not giving up my wine. Right. I'm not giving up my ice cream or whatever it is. Um, but eventually, and this is all, it's all behavior change. It's all the human condition. It's all how we, how we deal with the, the, the person upstairs um, in our head. <laughs> and um, essentially, we all, everyone is going to reach a point in this life and the next life and if you if yeah. we believe in that or whatever and when you reach that point then then everything just opens up and you're more you're more open to, to all right maybe i will start eating a little bit more plants yes yes maybe, maybe i maybe i'm not gonna get rid of my the the chicken as the focus right now but let's start crowding it out a little yeah. bit you know and then things just flow and it's just like okay and then now like you your your palate changes you you you're like i don't even want this anymore like yeah. it's just this crazy transformation that's extremely personal and my job hopefully as a as a physician isn't going to be like demanding that 
you need to eat your plants. Like, this is what you need to do. Just like this, just lay it out for everyone and be like, here's, here's what we know. And it's really up to you. Like, right. give and you it a can trip. just do, you know, I mean, there are going to be, you are going to have people who are in dire state, states mm-hmm. of, of health for sure. I mean, if you look at like Dean Ornish and those guys, they're like, they're hardcore. Hard, know, like right. Esselstyn and, you know, they're hardcore. They're like, you listen to what I say or you can, you know, go jump the ship. Right. Um, and, but they've saved lives. They've saved so many lives. And, um, but for, I think most people and they can do it right now is just one thing a day. Just do yeah. one thing a day. And even if that's just a thought like thoughts are have charges. So whether it's your food, whether it's your negative thinking patterns, whether it's like you're so hardcore defined by who you think you are, your role in this world, um, start taking a look at that stuff. Like what is tethering you down? Yeah, the 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 balloon. Yeah, like what is it? Is so and you good. can you can just start looking at that. But um, I love what you said. Is like. I always say, like, you can deal with it in this lifetime or another. (sighs) I mean, because we're all going in the, we're all, we're all going to end up in the, at the same end point. Right. Um, It just, um, and it's taken me thousands and thousands of lifetimes to get here. I know that. Um, But um, you can just start with one thing a day and that might just be nullifying a negative thought by thinking the opposite of what you just thought. Right. Like it's, the, it's that easy, but it requires a lot of discipline, I think, especially when you start dealing with the mind. But this is what I love so much about yoga is that it starts to spark the inquiry within us. And that's, I didn't become plant-based because I was like, okay, I'm not going to eat this anymore. I was natural born vegetarian. Like even as a kid, just never made sense to me why we would eat an egg that was supposed to be something else that never Hmm. made sense to me. Um, so I'm really grateful that I brought that into this life, but cheese was another story. Loved it. Ate so much of it. Probably had high cholesterol because of it. And, um, but what happened was I just started the inquiry, like what would, cause I knew it was too much. I knew it was, wasn't heart healthy fats. Like I knew, and I was quote unquote, a healthy person. So I wanted to start looking at it and I just was like, well, what if I got the salad without goat cheese? And then there was that voice in like my head that was like, it's going to suck. It's like, that's what it's going to do. It's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna but awful. I ate it and I survived. And then I questioned it at the next meal and I questioned it at the next meal. And then, um, and then as, um, I went more into this lifestyle and listened to more and educated myself. Then um, I just, I knew too much. The veil was lifted mm -hmm. and that was it. I was done. But at that point I had lost my taste for it because I realized that I was tasting, I was actually tasting my food that it wasn't masked with all this melted cheese on top anymore. Right. Or like the the ketchup or the mustard or the the condiments where you're just like... Where now, like if I see like a cheesy burger, oh my God, I see a cheesy burger. I just, it's like, it's, it's like mucus secretion is what it is. And so that to me doesn't feel, sound appetizing. <laughs> you think about it like that, it's like, ooh. I know. And that, that was, I mean, that was really, I think it was Gene Bauer. I was listening to a podcast with him from Farm Sanctuary. And this was it for me. This was the nail in the coffin. He said, we are the only species to drink another species secretion. And I was like, all right, I'm good. (laughs) Like I'm done waving the white flag. Like I'm good. First of all, that word secretion is so nasty. It's It's right up there with like moist and other things like that. And so I was done. 
Like that was all I needed. And I was somebody who uh, never thought that. I mean, I ate cheese with every single meal. And sometimes that was the meal. I loved it. Um, And so it's just starting to look at, look at, I mean, this is what yoga requires really to be, to be in the practice is to start to, to watch and to look at your behaviors and, and especially the automatic ones. And so getting back to the sitting meditation there's no better way to see yourself than just mm. sitting still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it just opens it all up, and I love. I've been working with this. Uh, actually, you touched upon it, I believe, in the first podcast about mastery and mastery and meditation is basically like. Well, so you get to a, so you you decide to sit. Like, so say we're starting square one. It's like okay, I'm gonna sit and meditate and see what happens, and. I think you you kind of realize okay wait there's this these thoughts that are going around and then I with me I was like hmm what well, these thoughts are really interesting like I thought that those thoughts were me and then I came to a point where I was like wait no that there's another per- there's something else in here who that can observe all the thoughts going around yeah and that was like a huge like, that was huge boom, like the, I was like oh my god like there's two there's two there's two. <laughs> So so then I like worked with that for a little while and but what I found uh, what was holding me up was I'd be this observer and I'd see all these thoughts but I was still giving some thoughts more I I, I would say like these these x y and z thoughts are good thoughts and then these this other x y z set of thoughts are bad so I, I would be like I want the good ones right like these these are, these are the good ones like when they come around i'm like yeah okay yeah oh yeah good and then the bad ones come and i'm like i don't want them like get away like i this is like the devil like right so there's like the classic human attachment and aversion exactly yeah and then when i and then to get back to the idea of mastery the mastery is when you realize that no matter the thought the thoughts are just thoughts. It's just they're neutral. Even if it's if it's something you want, which is like so hard to like like let go of the, this idea. Is like even the thoughts that you want are like if you're attached to them, they're, you're still gonna suffer. Like the bad thoughts, and you, and you try and push the bad thoughts away, and then you're 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 right back where you started. It's like no, each thought comes up, and the energy of the thought is just energy of a thought right until you put some kind of meaning to it right yeah yeah i was in, i was teaching in class uh like a few days ago and in yoga we always talk about how sensation is neutral so you're in a you're in like a warrior two pose and you're holding it for god knows how long philip is like so good at that like oh you're god. just oh, like yeah he's so he's so good at that <laughs> just making us hang out there but i i mean i think that that's ultimate training for an athlete right there uh-huh. to just sit in sensation and right. uh, and be um, neutral, right? And just be neutral. Yeah. Like this is my body doing what I asked it to do. It's like my like my muscles are working, like blood's flowing, and all this crazy stuff's happening. But it's neutral. But then I think the next step is to realize, hey, all my thoughts are neutral too. It's like that thought that I like the, the bad thought. Maybe it's a doubting thought, like um. Like you're in a workout and you're like, mm, I can't finish this workout today, or like, like I or like you. I what I always do. Again, you guys are talking about this in the pool. It's like, I like I don't know why it's the pool, but you get in the pool and you have like your set set of like 
I'm going to do this many hundreds. I'm going to do this, these fifties. I'll do a 500 and whatever. And then I'm, I'm swimming. I'm like, you know, let's just like cut off 500 yards today. Just like, yeah, I don't really think I need to do that. Like, it's okay. And then there's just games going on and it's like, but then I like, don't want that thought in my head. Like, stop it. Like I'm trying to do a workout and all this stuff's going on. Um, it's just constantly riding that edge of, um, like self-care and self-sabotage like you know caring for yourself in a way of if you do have athletic aspirations caring for yourself in a way where you're going for those or that self-sabotage that comes in and and it's all the ego it's all the ego because it wants to keep you in that state of conflict and so just riding the neutral line between all of it and and again decelerating into that the stroke that you're in in the breath that you're in yeah it's sitting in if you're sitting down in a meditation, sitting right here yeah. in your breath. And it's just oh, like, God. I love the way I used to describe meditation or the way I used to sell it to myself was um, I get to get up every morning and sit quietly for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, wherever I started. I think, like, that's not so bad. I get no. to get up. And before I start my crazy full day, I get to just sit quietly and comfortable with nobody bothering me. That's kind of a, that's how I would set, that was my salesman voice to me. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's you, yeah. what, that, that's what got me to sit every day. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think we should wrap it up. I hear BJ making pizza okay, for us yeah. out there. We're going to have, uh, I think we're going to whip up, I'm going to make some walnut pesto and we've got some sun-dried tomatoes, big old pile of spinach on there and some tempeh, put a little pesto on that. Sounds Cook it up. Delicious. Does that sound good? <laughs> sounds... It's kind of like when you do the evening podcast, you end up staying for dinner. Yeah, that's like it's a nice perk. So I've got <laughs> one closing question for you before um, we go. It's just coming to me now. But let's say you are Dr. Buell right now, right? You're in practice, and you could um, you could just give whatever advice to you know one of your patients that comes in with the the chronic American. Um, chart basically that health yeah. chart of high blood pressure high cholesterol um you know uh, on the verge of heart disease if not already and they're just there saying um you know what what can i do like they're they're there for your help like and you're educated in pharmaceuticals you're you know you're educated in yoga you're educated in meditation like what are you going to say to them like what is the one thing that somebody could do to change their health today mm-hmm. that's a good question well, what I was, what was coming to me was, which actually might be a little, uh, a little bit different, but I would sit down with someone and say, what do you want? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Cause there's the motivator. Like what's your motivation? You need in any of these endeavors, whether it be athletics, whether it be, I want to explore plant-based nutrition. I want to meditate. I want to. I did anything, any goal, anything. Uh, motivation is so key. It's like, like I don't want to be in pain anymore. I, right. So okay, yeah, you, you and like if it's something like that, like I don't want to be in pain or I want to get healthy, and that's like really what I want. Um, I really, I would, I would set that stage and say, if that motivation is there, here's what, here's what you can do right here right now you can start eating more plants like it's i think that the i mean the mountain of evidence 
scientific evidence is just huge. The amount of stories like where people are taking these steps and then their chronic diseases are going away. There's just so many of those stories and it's there. Um, it's all possible. It's just a matter of are you willing? Do you have? Are you willing to take the steps necessary? And if you are, I'm here. Like, I'm an open book. I'll give you everything. I'll support you. And like, this is my three. Especially it's through my own experience. Like, I've done all. Hopefully, done done all these things that I want to. So it would be kind of a combination of of things. Like, if somebody said, "I'm willing," like I'm open. So you feel like it's kind of like that buffet of. It's a buffet. I definitely think it's a buffet. I think it's be- yeah. The eating. Uh, the, the meditation, uh, the, the eating and meditation are two like so important things. Yeah, those it's are, just those like, are the those biggies. Because are... it's like, what vibration are you putting in your body? Right. And that's really going to help with the meditation. Yeah. For me, yeah. And I guess if I really had to like give you uh, like a one-two, I think that meditation first. It's just like a way for you to, to be here right now, feeling your body, like noticing your thought patterns, and then... From there, like anything is anything possible. Is, any, literally, it's like the only person or the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. A hundred percent. It's yeah. like that's it. The world. It, it, it's like you. Have, we have no idea what's gonna happen if if you're willing to take that step into the unknown. It's like we don't know what's gonna come today, but I can be open to it and then just let the world wow wow me. Like, let it, let, when you're on your trip, like, you have no idea what you're going to experience, but damn, if you're open to it. Yeah. Like, I think it's, it's going to be I think it's gonna be pretty amazing, the connections that we're going to make, and um, and we're going to be bringing it all through this podcast, and... Uh, I'm so excited. It's yeah, so, so we'll see, but I think that's a good place to end, um, and um, yeah, so I was excited to hear that your decision is to go to medical yeah, school, because is. I just think that you are going to be so... <laughs> amazing in this world i mean you already are and um just to bring it um through that uh through that platform is going to be so so powerful so thank thank you you for the seven plus year sacrifice you're going to make for everyone (laughs) it's not it's not going to be a sacrifice i'm going to love it so awesome all right well thanks so much for coming here tonight and we're going to serve you up some pie i'm ready signing off All right, do you love Alex as much as we do? Can you feel his sweet and super powerful energy? We've been in touch with him recently since beginning med school, and that resistance he predicted is the resistance he is getting. But he's seeing more than ever the incredible opportunity that not only he will have, but the opportunity that he's going to be bringing to the future of medicine. We'll be following him closely and rooting him every step of the way. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for sharing the podcast. We're nine weeks into our Ride the High Vibe tour, and we have some incredible guests lined up and already in the queue to share with you. Please consider lending your experience to the iTunes world by leaving a review. Get in the running to win the most comfortable pair of recovery sandals ever known to man. And always, always, always ride the high vibe.